Discovering your ministry type with Neil Lex McKee. Not all Christians are the same, but then you've noticed that, haven't you? It's always been this way. Consider the similarities and differences of the style of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John as shown in their writing. Matthew, rich in detail, genealogies, the Sermon on the Mount. Mark, short, sharp, to the point. Seems like his favourite word is immediately. Luke, the good doctor, focusing on those marginalised by society, the poor, the sick, the women who were second-class citizens at the time. John, imagination on overdrive, in the beginning was the word. One Jesus, four perspectives. Theologians say that they were written for different audiences. Whilst this may be true, you and I have them all, and that was God's plan. I prefer to see them as written by different types of Christian. God loves diversity and has a place for all types, all styles and variations. If you doubt this, reread the book of Acts. See the differences of opinion and approach. Paul's ministry is different again from Peter's. In the last upload for this month, I wanted to share with you the eight-second way to discover your ministry type. Yes, you heard me correctly. It takes about eight seconds. You'll need a piece of paper or to trust your memory because I'm going to talk about five and only five symbols. The five symbols are a perfect square, what we will call the box, a triangle. I prefer one with equal sides, a perfect triangle, a perfect circle. And I'll pause there for a moment and get you to reflect. In the UK, where I'm usually based, we have these three shapes, the square, the triangle and the circle used for codes on our road signs. They are part of our culture. Think of Sony's PlayStation controller too. Every culture has them and they've been with us throughout history. The last two shapes are the squiggle, like a river wiggling its way through the country, and the rectangle. Box, triangle, circle, squiggle, rectangle. This is the order that they were shown to me by Dr. Susan Dellinger, the US-based creator of Psychogeometrics. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, and I really think you should, is to change the order to reflect your intuitive preferences. If you were drawn to the squiggle first, you would make that your number one. Simple. The truth is that we have all these shape styles working in our lives, and I'll explain what they mean later. But like the components of DNA, we have them in differing orders. You might even say we have them in different amplitudes. Pause for thought and put the shapes in the right order for you. For example, I'm squiggle, circle, triangle, box, rectangle. I'm drawn to the squiggle most and to the rectangle least. Hey, you may even doodle these shapes when you're daydreaming or thinking or bored. What shape are you in? Which symbol did you choose first? Let's go deeper with each shape, using the order Dr. Dellinger first shared them with me. The box. If you chose the box first, it's time for me to reveal that these symbols are symbolic of your communication style. Those who are drawn towards the box have an 82% tendency to prefer order over chaos. A box or square has four right angles, and people who communicate in the style of the box like to have everything just right. In fact, they like to tick the box when they have a checklist. And they always have a checklist. When this style is in flow, the state of maximum productivity and peace, there is a place for everything, and everything is in its place. 
There is a time for everything, and everything is done at the right time. Order, analysis, planning. Perfect. If you like old songs, the track Perfect by Fairground Attraction is an ideal theme tune for this communication style. The triangle. It's got its points. In fact, it's got points. Good points. Sharp points. When you're in this mode of operating, you like it when people get to the point as quickly as you do. In the UK, our warning signs, our road warning signs, commanding attention and action are red triangles. This is the frame for the action communicator. While the box style has a penchant for graph paper with all those lovely squares, the triangle style is all about getting it done now as quickly as possible. People in this mode are fast. Fast thinkers, fast talkers, fast walkers. They are assertive too, if you're also in triangular mode. If you're not, they can even appear rude and aggressive. Why? Because they're impatient to see results. Rude and aggressive as a Christian? Yes, I've met them. The circle, well-rounded, naturally. The circle mode takes a lot more time than the triangle. Circles are associated with cycles. And when we are in circle mode, circular mode, we realise that what goes around comes around. We focus far more on relationships, the ecology of church life. It's about people first, rather than producing results like the triangular mode of thinking and acting. Triangle, results first. Circle, relationships first. When in circle mode, we focus on our circle of influence and the circles we move in. It's who you know. If you think about the journey so far, box mode is about what you know, your expertise. Triangular mode is about what you do, your activity. Circular mode is about who you know, your connections, empathy and emotional intelligence. Does this mean that we lose emotional intelligence when we are in box or triangular mode? Not necessarily, but it's certainly not the top of our priorities. I talked about amplitude. When you're in this mode, you amplify relationships as your primary focus. Already you may be recognising box mode is great for administration, an essential part of sustainable church growth and nurture. Triangular mode is superb for making our message clear, making our point. Thus, triangular mode is great for evangelism, teaching and preaching. Circular mode is the way of the pastor and of pastoral care. The squiggle. The squiggle, my favourite, is a bit amorphous. Where being boxy means appreciating order, being squiggly means embracing and often causing chaos. This is the creative mode, like water always finding a way. When in this mode, you'll find structure uncomfortable and will seek ways to wiggle out of it. Doing things the way they have always been done is a comfort to the box way of thinking, but torment to the squiggle way of thinking. Being squiggly means being disruptive. When done well, this is a prophetic ministry. The rectangle. The rectangle is a symbol of transformation and transition. We have to ask ourselves which way is up. Are the longer sides top and bottom or left and right? When chosen first out of the five symbols, people who do this are often in transition and great change in their lives. They don't know which way is up. They're finding their feet. In truth, this symbol is symbolic of the shape shifter. It asks, what is the best shape for the scenario I'm in? Is it the box? Is it the triangle? Is it the circle? Is it the squiggle? The rectangle is that shape shifting choice maker. When chosen intentionally, rather than having change forced upon us against our will, 
we learn in rectangular mode that we can choose the shape we're in. Let's pop back to the New Testament. Dr. Dellinger doesn't share my Christian faith, so was pleasantly surprised by the revelation I received. Her order of the symbols is perfect for the New Testament. It's a divine order. Matthew is a great example of the precision we find when we write and record history in box mode. He literally ticks all the right boxes for Jesus' genealogy. Mark, short and sharp and action-focused, is written in the communication style of the triangle and written for a Roman audience, we think. Short, sharp, get to the point. Luke, long, slow, take your time, compassionate, is utterly aligned with Luke's own vocation as a doctor, a bit like the bedside manner. How are you? John is out there. Whilst Matthew, Mark and Luke are so similar that they're called the Synoptic Gospels, giving a synopsis of Jesus' life and ministry, John is dancing to the beat of a different drummer. It's the same Jesus, but a startlingly different portrayal of his teaching and meaning. The focus is on his miraculous signs and on more esoteric understanding of who Jesus is. Here we have in Matthew, Jesus, the Son, and you get the genealogy. In John, you get, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things came into being through Jesus. This is a different canvas. A bit like the book of Revelation. You may be left scratching your chin in wonderment. Wow, what does it mean? So what about the rectangle? It's the book of Acts, Luke part two. This is all about the early church finding its feet. It's already found the way. Now it needs to find its feet. Look at the confusion, chaos and conflict as God gently gets through to them the message that he loves everyone and has a future and a hope and a plan and a purpose for all races. I say gently, but not all of the book of Acts is gentle. When people choose to hurt the church or lie to the Holy Spirit, history gets dramatic. Don't mess with God or his people. Thus the book of Acts is about all change. They were all finding their place and ministry and message and style just like you and I have had to do and are perhaps having to do. So how about you? How well does this resonate with you? In my tradition and experience, if you want to be in ministry, you have to start with being a pastor. That didn't work for me. It's not my flow. It's not my calling. It's not my gift. It's not my talent. Remember that God is going to ask us to multiply our talents. It's important that you get into flow. When you're out of flow, it doesn't work. Thus, if you're called to the gift of administration, don't try to be a pastor. Thus, if you're called to the gift of evangelism, don't try to be a pastor. Thus, if you're called to the gift of teaching, don't try to be a pastor. Thus, if you're called to the gift of prophecy, you better not try to be a pastor. But if you're called to be a pastor, you'd better be a pastor. Let me know how this has helped you. I work with ministry teams and congregations all around the world teaching church dynamics, helping each member find their place, their flow and thus their joy. And one final note before I go. You may have heard people say, that's not my ministry. This is an error, a serious error. My goal is to empower you to be in flow in your ministry 80% of the time. But you've got to stay flexible. A pastor can lead a soul to Christ, like an evangelist. 
speak prophetically into the lives of those they minister to, like a prophet, and understand how to run the business of the church like an administrator. An evangelist can express compassion and pastor God's people. You get the point. We all have the capacity to move in all the areas symbolised by the shapes. The situation should lead the choice, led by the Holy Spirit, of the best approach for each moment. Thus I conclude with the call to action. Remember, you can always choose the shape you're in.